0: This is The Wealth Standard Podcast, the gold standard in all things financial. Hi, welcome to The Wealth Standard Podcast. This is Patrick Donahoe. You are listening to episode 202, and it's it's pretty awesome. I say that about every episode, and I don't know, I, I just, I really love the podcast. I love talking to people. I love interviewing people. And this guy, he's actually a client of ours and become a really good friend, really inspiring And he was doing some really cool things with uh, the Keller Williams Group. Now, if you don't know who Keller Williams is, you probably do, but it is the biggest real estate agency company in the world, in the world, run by Gary Keller, who is a, a billionaire. And Jeff, just through serendipity, had some amazing events happen in his life that got him to move from the West Coast to Austin, Texas, to head up a kind of a personal development company of Gary Keller's working right alongside him. It's called The One Thing. And The One Thing is a, a book, it's actually one of the best selling business books of the last several years. And I loved it when I first read it, didn't really understand how profound the principles were. But I have some exciting news. So Jeff has been working on this whole idea uh, for, man, I think it's been a year, year and a half or so, and they developed a membership. So Jeff and I are going to talk about that, and we're going to explain some really cool opportunities uh, that you have to actually implement something that is life-changing. It's, it's a literal game-changer. Now, if you've been listening for a while, Jeff has spoken on the Cashflow Wealth Summit a few times, and he is really motivational, ton of energy. You're going to love it. So without further ado, here's the interview with Mr. Jeff Woods. Hey, everyone. I am with a good friend of mine, and you're going to be blown away. You haven't heard this guy already. Man, you're going to be like, how am I having heard this guy? It's going to be an amazing interview. It's with Jeff Woods. Jeff Woods is vice president of The One Thing, and after hearing the Jim Rohn quote that you were the average of the five people you spend the most time with, Jeff set out on a mission to surround himself with high-level CEOs and successful entrepreneurs, fast forward just 10 months jeff went from employee to entrepreneur launching a company with the co-authors of the best selling book the one thing jeff has been featured in entrepreneur.com and is on a mission to teaching people how to live a life of focus so that they can have more by doing less jeff what's up man how you doing amazing patrick glad to be here you look amazing some people are listening on this on audio. You can go to YouTube. You can check Jeff out. You look, you look amazing, man. You're all smiles. You look happy. You look well, productive. it's it's
1: nothing compared to you. Look at you with your haircut.
0: I know. My wife makes me do it. Oh, well, there you're, I can't leave the house without you know my hair looking halfway decent. There you go. <laughs> so, Jeff. All right. So, first for the audience, this is I told you this when we were just on the uh, you know before we started recording. This I would say this is one of the most significant podcasts that I've done in in a long time, and the reason being is I've had a ton of experiences over the last just just nine months that have made me call into question really everything associated with with uh, my business, and looking at you know the one thing I mean I read it right when it came out I've heard it a number of times from different speakers, and it was so simple so easy. And typically, with me and my com- complex, you know, weird, crazy mind, right? It was it was a little too simple, and it didn't necessarily have the, the significance because I didn't really see much application to it other than, oh yeah, you know, I'll just what's the one thing that'll make things easier uh, or obsolete? I mean, it's 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 it sounds so easy, but yet the prof- how profound the philosophy is uh, to a business owner, to an individual it's it's life it's life changing and i kind of went on a, a crusade for for a couple months with books and podcasts trying to figure out productivity leadership purpose meaning and and after i've kind of gone through what we're going to be discussing today with which is your new membership it so many things just hit me and i am so grateful that you know you approached me that we can actually give this opportunity for our listeners because it doesn't matter i don't think who they are because i whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're a business owner, whether you're a mom, whether you're, you know, just you work in a corporation, there's so much inside of this philosophy that will revolutionize people's people's lives. And so, man, I I just need to start asking you questions so that you can split hmm. your nuts because you're living this firsthand from, as you as we stated in your bio, from masters of this. So I would say the first thing I, w- I would ask is, you know, for the the neophyte, for the person that's never, you know, heard of Gary Keller, the one thing, why don't you just give kind of a quick backstory as to who he is and and the whole philosophy?
1: Sure. So Gary Keller started Keller Williams Realty, which is the largest real estate company in the world. Mm -hmm. So when you look at the titans of their industry, you look at the Rockefellers, Jobs, Elon Musk, Gary's that for the real estate industry. Part at the core of what has allowed Gary to scale Keller Williams from this small little real estate company in Austin, Texas to now 155,000 agents across the globe is models and systems. We, in the book, talk about this idea of moving from E to P, moving from being entrepreneurial to being purposeful. Mm -hmm. So many of us as entrepreneurs, as business owners, we wake up every day and we build the parachute after we've jumped out of the plane. We figure the solution out every single day. You're taking action. You're getting results. You're failing. You're tweaking. You're taking more action. You're figuring it out. The challenge is you will forever have a ceiling of achievement over your head as long as you act entrepreneurially. If you ever want to break through that ceiling of achievement, you have to identify models and systems that will allow you to shatter that ceiling. And as a result, the ceiling just gets raised. And then you have to identify the next steps of models and systems. The one thing is when Gary looked out and said, what is the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results? What are the models and systems that someone can follow, whether you are a stay-at-home mom or you want to become a billionaire? Just tried and true principles. That's what the book is.
0: So I would say, first off, great, amazing explanation. And and looking at those that have achieved that level – right? They're the ones that they get to this point. It's kind of like the, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You, you scale up to the hierarchy, you've hit your esteem, you know, you've, you've hit, you know, this, this, you know, as you call it, kind of a glass ceiling and you figure out your self-actualization, you figure out, okay, what is, what is my, my purpose? What is going to drive me? And that's where it's kind of like it, it fulfills, I would say, the the natural compulsion that we have to to contribute, to give back, to to provide value to others. I think mm-hmm. I think that you can you can see that as part of a lot of different behavior, even kind of in the lower rungs of that of that hierarchy. But looking at Gary Keller, I mean, getting to that level of success, he wanted to essentially figure out a way to apply. I mean, this is I'm just articulating this. I don't even know if this yeah. is true, but figure out a way in which you can take okay, here are the tenets of my success. Here's how I can give that to the world, and that's what. You know, that's how I see the one thing in the experience that I've had with it because it is, you look at like, you know, the Elon Musks of the world, the Jeff Bezos of the world, uh, the Mark Benioffs of the world. And it's like, they're, they have a very similar philosophy. And I never made really those those connections until until recently. Mm-hmm. Okay, so So give us your story. Like, how did you I mean, you're, you're you know, in, in Southern California, living an amazing life. And then you have this opportunity in, in Austin, Texas. So tell us about kind of the backstory behind the one thing and how you got involved.
1: Sure. So I was in medical device sales for five years in Southern California, which awesome job. I was wearing scrubs every day, running through hospitals, selling a device that actually saved lives, which was super cool. Yet, and I'm sure a lot of people who are watching or listening to this can understand that while things may be good, or you may be happy, you lack fulfillment, you don't wake up every day feeling like you're living your calling. Uh, just something's missing. And that's where I was. It took two things that forced me to pause and reflect and seek clarity on what I really wanted. First was a colleague of mine had a stroke. He was just 35 years old. At the time, my wife and I had just had our first child. We just bought a house. She's a stay-at-home mom. I'm realizing as a sole provider for the family, if, that, if I were my colleague, what would happen to my family? That was extraordinarily unsettling, um, as, as nice as the uh, death benefit of doing business with you, Patrick, would have been for them. You know, it's, it wouldn't have covered it. Cover it. Um, the very next week, my company had to make a change to our commission structure. And overnight, I lost 40% of my income, which anybody who's listening to this who has suffered a massive pay cut or a devastating job loss knows just how dire that can be. That forced me that there was enough pain that I finally needed to make a change. That's when I heard that Jim Rohn quote. You're the average of the five people. I looked out and said, where do I really want to be? And I knew I wanted to own a big business that made a massive impact that delivered real security. I set out on that mission to surround myself with business owners. And Jay ended up who co-authored the one thing with Gary, ended up being our, our keynote speaker at our national sales meeting. I I cornered him. I interviewed him for my podcast called The Mentee and just kept building the relationship and an opportunity came for me to move to Austin to start this company with Gary and Jay.
0: What, do you see that common theme, Jeff, with just when, when a person kind of real, the whole idea, the art of fulfillment, getting to this point where you know, you're, you're uncomfortable and the pain of staying the same becomes worse than the yes. pain of making a change, which is also yes. also painful. Is that a recurring theme? Is that happening over and over and over? Is there a way to, do you think there's a way to avoid that? Or is that just how things occur?
1: I think every single one of us, well, you look at the brain and the way that it's set up, you know, we, our brain does not get excited about change because change could be saber-toothed tiger waiting for you outside. So, it normalizes whatever your current environment is. And anytime you deviate too far from that, just like a thermostat will kick on the heater, the AC, your your brain is going to kick something on that's going to say, no, 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 stay comfortable. That's why we self-sabotage. Now, how do you overcome that? Well, either circumstances happen in your life that Elevate the pain. You have the right people in your world who are able to bring accountability to the table and help you realize that you need to make a change. Uh, outside, pe- outside of that, people just don't do it. You
0: no, know, and that's that's where I've asked I've asked myself the same question. I've seen kind of that recurring theme in, in books where you're you're kind of you're you're naturally wired to to grow, right? Naturally wired to do more, a little bit more, a little bit more. I think we're also wired to to really take our uniqueness and figure out a way to provide that to the world whether you call that a uh, purpose or, or unique ability i think we're all driven to get to that to that point but you're right it's like this you get you get to this point where you know you're you're okay like you achieved like wow i wanted to get a good job and have good benefits and live in a cool place and have a house and have a family i mean all these like check 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 is done and it's kind of like okay well what's what's next and i think one of the you're you're i know you're uh you're a fan of simon simon cynic but that's one of the things that hit me really hard is, you know, his explanation of the infinite and finite game, right, where he called, you know, the finite game, which is like the game that typically everybody is is playing. It's like, it's why, you know, United Airlines, they have this kind of code of conduct. And it's like, we have to hit our quarterly numbers, we have to do this. And, and that's why, like, they're, they're being led by doing whatever it takes to hit a figure. And that's why they'll drag a person and beat them up to get them off the plane, right? It's also why fraud's committed. It's So it's really this, you know, there's this idea behind the infinite game, which is uh, doing something, uh, living to keep on living, uh, working, uh, to keep on working, not for some like some end. It's because you're living through purpose and you're living through values. I think we're all kind of naturally compelled to do that. But it's one of those things where you know, it, it's very difficult to break, to break through that, that barrier. And I would say typically, you know, it's, it's someone, you someone know, having a medical issue or, uh, or unfortunate event. And that's kind of what happened to, to, to me in December. My niece was, you know, same age as my, my oldest daughter was diagnosed with uh, stage three lymphoma. And mm-hmm. like, and it's my, you know, my brother's one of my best friends and, and we always spend time together. So it was like an event that was like, and it's not my daughter, but yet it hit me so hard where it's like, I mean, wow. I don't, know, I don't know what it was, right? But it's one of those events that just like hits you and makes you think about, okay, what am I doing? What's my purpose? Like, am I really making a difference? And is it worth spending the majority of my time, you know, in an office or doing something uh, and having the opportunity cost of not being there for my family and providing and so forth. And it's not just like a physical being, but it's also like a, you know, a mental being, being yep. present with them. And so you look at just the significance of this book and it in a sense, it's like a guide map to figure out how to get through that, that ceiling. So talk, talk about, talk about that. I mean, talk about what, and maybe some examples of what you've seen of people using, implementing the philosophy and going from this state of like, okayness to fulfillment.
1: Sure. Well, at the core is, is our most valuable resource time, right? It's the one thing we can't get more of. The challenge is, is that society has actually set us up to waste our time. We were never taught how to value it, how to invest it correctly, how to say no to things that will take our time away. Jay, my partner who co-authored the book with Gary, asked me a question. He said, well, you know, what are people's biggest challenges with time? I didn't have a good answer for him, So I set out on a mission to figure it out. And over the last four months, I've been working very, very closely with 305 people many of them high achievers, business owners, entrepreneurs, to really understand when it comes your time, what are your biggest challenges? We realize there's three specific things that hold people back more than anything else. The first one is a lack of clarity, meaning people do not know their purpose. Mm -hmm. They don't know why they're here. Most people don't even know what they really want. They know what they think they should want based on what society says, make more money, get financially free, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But what do you actually want out of life? People don't know. Oh. What are your re- real goals? How are you going to achieve your real goals? People don't know. They lack clarity. So as a result, they just blindly march forward based on whatever society says they should be doing. That's mm-hmm. why you have so many people who have the quote midlife crisis is where they look up and realize they've been climbing the ladder, but it's been leaning against the wall the, entire time, or the wrong wall the entire time.
0: So people lack clarity. You've been building somebody else's purpose, not yours.
1: Correct. So number one, people lack clarity. Number two, people lack control. When people look at their calendar, they see meetings they feel like they need to attend. They see a bunch of tasks they feel like they really need to do, but that aren't actually that important. If someone stops by and says, hey, do you got a minute? They feel like they have to say yes because they don't want to disappoint them. They're not really in control. And finally they they lack the right community. They're not surrounded by a community of people who challenge them to think differently, who stretch their mind in terms of what's possible, who understand that it's okay for you to say yes to your one thing first before you acknowledge everyone else's responsibilities and priorities. When you take these three things out of the equation, that's why people struggle the way that they do. But when you can see clarity. When you can start to take back control of your time and have the people around you to support you, that's where extraordinary results happen.
0: Would you would you mind maybe walking us through when you when you got to the point where it's like you knew, wow. Like I understand this philosophy that I'm a part of. I understand what my purpose is, what I'm doing? and maybe walk us through that and then tell us what you know what life has been like since sure
1: well it was a struggle at first cuz the idea of the one thing is look at all the things you could do identify the one thing you should do first the one thing that you can do such that by doing it makes everything else easier or unnecessary mm-hmm. Most people, when they start trying to live the one thing, end up having kind of a Goldilocks syndrome where initially they're not bringing enough priority into their life. They don't time block enough, meaning scheduling time with yourself to do your most important work. They don't do enough. They're doing too little. Then they hear the concepts and they go, oh, I'm in a time block. And they try to time block every minute of every single day. They try to act perfectly in order of priority. And when you do too much, you, when you set the bar too high and you constantly come under it, you feel like a failure. Mm-hmm. You're only willing to allow yourself to feel like a failure for so long before you rewrite the story so that you don't have to feel like a failure. That's why people give up. That's why so many people quit New Year's resolutions seven days in. Mm -hmm. But then should you have the right community, the right accountability, the right mentorship, the right guidance, you're able to find that sweet spot that's just right where you learn how to think really big in terms of your vision for your life and you learn to start by acting really, really small. Mm -hmm. I'll give you an example. A woman we work with named Peggy. She had just gone through a really rough patch. Uh, Her husband had just passed away. She looks up, analyzing her life, realizing she has developed a series of really unhealthy habits over decades. She's unfulfilled in her career. She needs to make a change. And that's when we started working together. She Uh, We asked her, you know, what's the one thing that you can do? Like, what's that one area of your life that you really want to improve? And she said, my business. And we said, great. What's the one thing you can do for your business? She said, lead generate every day. Awesome. Four weeks into lead generating, she began to notice that she was always tired. Then she began to notice that when she was with her clients, she lacked confidence because when she looked in the mirror, she didn't respect the woman that she saw because she just was unhealthy she then realized her one thing was truly getting her health under control. And the one thing she could do, so big, think big, health under control. The one thing she could do to get her health under control was to get to the gym regularly. The one thing she could do to get to the gym regularly was to sign up for a boot camp class so there was accountability. And the one thing she could do to make sure that she got to that boot camp class was to be in her gym clothes and out the door by 5.33 p.m. every workday. Think big, act small the thing that she tracked, her one thing was being in her gym clothes and out the door by 5.33 p.m. every day. When you look at your life, when you look at your goals, are your goals a result or are they a specific measurable action that you can do that you can track? That's that's the shift.
0: So... So with with Peggy and I'm sure you've seen like a number number of cases, it's one of those things where you know it's it's painful, obviously getting out the door going to a boot camp like if you haven't like worked out before and now you're going to go to like a boot camp, it sounds like oh yeah i'm gonna it's hard i mean especially like the first couple of weeks because you're probably you know hardly able to get out of bed and so what you know really with with Peggy, maybe you know this maybe maybe you don't, but like what was her what was her compelling why? Like what, what got her, like, what was it that was like, I, I have to overcome this, this, this plat, you know, this, uh, this,
1: hers was a one, two, punch. Physical,
0: mental, whatever
1: hers was a one, two punch. Her husband passing away was the natural thing for her to look up and say, I need to make a change. Uh, but it was when she's focusing on her business and realizing that she doesn't have energy or confidence because she's so unhealthy. That was the second. And that's when she realized focus on health. The crazy part is, just six weeks of her doing one thing, getting in her gym clothes, which if you're going to get in the gym, clothes and out the door, you're going to show up to the gym people. Yeah. She dropped 20 pounds, okay. but that's not the best part because all of a sudden she had more energy. And when she was with her client, she was more confident and her sales started to go up. So when you do one thing, the right thing, it ends up toppling over many things.
0: Well, and that's the one yeah, looking looking at the whole kind of like infinite infinite and fine, finite game, right? It's like working, working out. First off, I think most people will say, yeah, if I'm healthy, like that is one thing. That's the one thing that does make everything else easier, right? Because health equals vitality. It equals energy. It equals focus. I mean, if you don't have that, then... I'm not sure, you know, if you understand the concept in in a sense. So I would say that, you know, the the one thing associated with with working out is that people don't attach it to that something meaningful. And that's where it becomes this finite game. I'm going to lose 10 pounds. I'm going to lose 20 pounds. It's like there's this finite end to working out, right? That starts from the beginning. And that's where a person really doesn't kind of have that infinite purpose behind it, which is. I am doing this because this is the lifestyle that won't end. I'm going to keep working out and always be in shape because I always want to be present. I always want to be focused. I always want to be fulfilling my, you know, my, my mission. And so that's where, and I've made the connection between, because everyone's gone through the cycles of working out. I'm not working out, but for the last like five, six years, I've made that connection. I've made the connection where if I'm not healthy, if I don't have that, then I have a loss. If I come to my office, if I come to my family and I don't have that vitality and that compels me to just keep on, keep on doing it regardless of like weight loss or hitting this thing or doing this thing. So it's, it's it's interesting. I think it applies, you know, to, to all of those, all of those areas. Okay. So I don't want to deviate from this because again, this is something I've gone through. It's very personal, personal to me. And I see the connection here to Everyone, literally, like literally everyone. I don't say sometimes that what we do as a business uh, is right for everyone. This is is everyone. This is it's literally everyone. Yeah. So now, so so the stages are: you hear this keynote speaker, you corner him, right? <laughs> You're going through this kind of tur- turmoil. You you go <laughs> you you. Could, and I remember this because we were, you know, we we knew each other then, and it was a difficult decision for. Him, I remember. And you just move your entire family, brand, you know, brand new child. Move your family to Texas, mm-hmm. and there's all this uncertainty, all this unknown. But you you have that conviction, right? So you adopt the philosophy. You help you do the podcast, which is am- amazing. I mean, that should be a staple podcast of everyone. Then you formulate this kind of membership, which is helping people implement the one thing? Because I'm sure that you've heard a lot of stories where it's like, okay, I know my one thing, but you know, I've I've done this and this, and they're just not getting, you know, they're not necessarily putting all the pieces together. So walk us through maybe how you uh, formally came up with the membership and what your vision is with that.
1: During my first 90 days of being in business with Gary and Jay, they gave me a task, deliver a hundred thousand dollars in revenue in 90 days or less out of thin air. (laughs) that's what it takes to keep that's what it takes to keep your job by the way (laughs) okay so i create this master course called time blocking mastery that help people time block form power habits that stick most business most business people would say it was a crazy success a lot of sales almost no refunds i remember sitting down with gary sharing the results and i was just so excited and he looked at me and he said jeff i think it may be broken (laughs) <laughs> and I looked at him, I said, Gary, what are you talking about? What do you mean it may be broken? Look at all the sales. Look how many people signed up. Nobody refunded this thing. Look at the results they're getting. This is incredible. And he said, You know, you've created something that's world class. If every single person loves it and they want to share it, mm-hmm. is this world class? And at that moment my heart just whoosh, sank. This is what, when you sit down with a guy who thinks as big as Gary, he just has a different perspective. It's how he's been able to scale a billion dollar company. It was a different lens to look at. So I went back to the drawing board and I asked the question what does it take to serve people at a world class level? And when you have that purpose driving your action and you start to figure out what people's biggest challenges are with time, they these 305 people that we work closely with, we call them our founding members because they literally were the foundation for what we created. Mm -hmm. The number one thing that we hear from people is I love the book. I struggle to live the book. Here's a perfect example. Like you said, it's simple in theory. Time blocking. Schedule time with yourself to do your most important work. Simple in theory, right? Yet how many of you have a regular habit, meaning you do it every day with little to no effort, of scheduling time with yourself to do your most important work. It is on your calendar. We can visibly see it and you protect it like oxygen, like how you breathe. Simple in theory, seldomly done. We created this thing called Living Your One Thing to provide the accountability in the community so that people can easily live their one thing on a weekly basis. And as a result, we just did this test. We found that 30 minutes a week that people were investing in following the system and the models that we give them, they were taking back control of 24 to 32 hours a month. Oh, man. Meaning 24 to 32 hours a month that you are currently wasting, doing 80% work, saying yes to other people's- Or less than 80%. <laughs> correct. Mm-hmm. Saying yes to other people's priorities, attending meetings you don't need to be in, checking email and more than you need to be checking- all of a sudden you start saying no and you start channeling all that time into the things that matter most yep.
0: no it's one of the and I, I always I love using kind of just anecdotes and, and analogies it's kind of like you're you know riding a bike right or you're in a car like if you're a sports car guy like you know speed is not measured by rpms right That's that's the speed of you know the, the motor how fast it's going but if you're in first gear and someone else is in you know, same RPM at fifth gear, they're going to win. So it's one of those things where I think people confuse this idea of working hard. And, you know, I know the buzzword has been hustling, you know, used by a number, you know, not to say that that's not, that that's bad. It's more of, you know, hustling, doing what? Right. Do do everything. Because if you try to do that, like you're not going to get it, you're going to be in first gear the entire time. So, you know, talk to us about just, you know, how, you know, maybe how the membership, how it works, like specifically and, you know, sure. what people are are walked through, like, what's the, you know, how long does it take to get through the whole thing? And, you know, I know it, the maintenance side of it is, you know, 30, 30 minutes or so uh, per week, like walk, you know, walk us through just kind of how it's going to help somebody implement the one thing. Let,
1: let me get, I'll tell a story to give you some context before I walk you through the particulars, because it'll really help paint the picture. I was in a mastermind with Gary and we're in the room are the top 100 agents in the entire world. And Gary said something because somebody asked a question about working hard and he said um working hard is cheating and you saw all the heads kind of cocked to the side like a puppy dog and go er? mm-hmm. he said working hard is cheating because you can work hard doing the wrong actions and muscle your way to a result mm-hmm. that's what you see people doing when they talk about hustle mm-hmm. he goes the challenge with that and the reason it's cheating is because you end up cheating yourself out of what it means to actually live a life. Mm-hmm. If you want to truly live an extraordinary life, not ordinary, not even good, not great, extraordinary, you have to hold yourself accountable to working a set number of hours, being as effective as possible with your 20% items, the that really matter, as efficient as possible with the 80% so that you can shut it down at a pre-prescribed time and actually live a life. Here's how this helps you accomplish that. Clarity, control, and community. We every week come together for a check-in, we call it where we walk you through the models in the system so that you have crystal clear clarity on your goals. We provide the space for you to ask questions to help you go on a journey to discovering your purpose. And then we help you take control of your time by helping you get clarity on your priorities. If you ask me what is the one thing I absolutely must get done this week and I do not earn the right to focus on anything else until I get it done, I could tell you exactly what it is without hesitation. And I can tell you what it is every single week because I know what it is and I act in order of priority, meaning I do not check email until that one thing is done. I do not go chat with people at the water cooler until my one thing is done. I act in order of priority because nothing else matters. On Gary's desk is a piece of paper that says, until my number one priority is done, everything else is a distraction.
0: Okay, let me, me, so, because here's the thing is, this type of tool I, I would say is is almost is almost required right it's more of there's every situation every person is different right everybody has their priorities everybody has their you know job responsibilities everybody has their you know their you know a, a, an engineer or their visionary or I mean, everybody's in different roles right so really looking at the application it's very difficult to to specify that to an, to an extent so that's why I would say the membership would be vital because it helps a person really discover what it is and then actually create some sort of a system or process to, to exit, to execute. Yes. So, and then, but I would all, so, so the membership again is designed designed for that, but this is, we only have a few minutes left. This is, I, I don't really, I'm putting you on the spot by asking this question, but you know, when you presented your success to Gary, he said, you know, he, he wanted to be world-class. It was a success. You hit your goals. So have you run this course by, by him, yet
1: the proof is in the pudding and we did it with our founding members awesome. by how many of them at the end of the day what were their ratings on it which they told us 30 minutes a week helped them take back control 24 to 32 hours a month that is a massive success and they are wanting to turn around and share it now that's amazing now we know we created this, something that's world-class because people are getting results okay
0: Dude, I'm excited. I haven't finished it because it just came out, like, I think, yesterday. did it come on yesterday? Yesterday. <laughs> so I've gone through a number of the, the modules. Um, all right, so let's let's talk about how someone can learn learn more. I mean, you have a website, theonething.com. You have your podcast, uh, of yep. course, the, the One Thing. Uh, so we're, we're going to create a unique link, which is uh, paradigmlife.net forward slash uh, the number one or one spelled out, O-N-E. You know, O-N-E. Uh, and someone can learn, learn more. Do you? Uh, and the, the pricing, I think you guys are letting someone do a, a seven-day trial for a buck, right? A dollar. A dollar yeah. And then
1: it's, and it's, it's a dollar trial for seven days. And then if you want to stick with it, it's a buck a day after that. So 30 bucks a month. I mean, truth is, folks, we could be charging 500 bucks a month for this. And that's not an understatement easy. But our mission is to help 100 million people take back control of their time. Yep. And so we'd rather go for scale and really impact people, which is why we, we price it that way.
0: Well, I can't wait to, to share it. I'm actually doing a, I'm doing an event with it, with advisors, um, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of next week. And that's, I've, I've kind of tweaked a couple of my presentations cool. for this too. Cause, cause that's the thing. It's like, it's everyone looks at their life and it's like, okay, I can't, I don't have enough time. I mean, how often people say that it's like, I've, you know, I've all this done, I'm doing this and this and this, and this. Everybody has the time. It's just the priority associated with how you allocate it. This right here just kind of doesn't blow it all up. It makes it incredibly efficient and it's, and it's, and it's life. I haven't gone through it, so I can't speak to the results, but this is what I've been studying after a tremendous amount of, of pain over the last, like, you know, not nine months ish where I struggled with meaning. I struggled with, with purpose and it, it took a lot to get through it, and the study that I've done, I've settled on uh, almost the, this exact same principles, and I can't say exact cause I haven't gone through the course yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's what I'm, that's what I've settled on. And I told, told you that too, so I'm, it, I'm stoked out of my mind to share this with, with everyone. Uh, so yeah we're going we'll get it out through the podcast obviously so if you guys you know if you uh, subscribe to our newsletter, subscribe to our email list, and we're going to be sending that out as well. Uh, also, our show notes will have the link. Also, link all all Jeff stuff and all of the One Thing stuff. And if and, you guys
1: and if you guys end up checking it out, and it's because the doors are only open for a few weeks, and that's just because oh yeah, that's we want right, to get man. people in, and then we're closing the doors because we want to serve them at the highest capacity, okay. and we want to make sure that we can build the systems and the models. You're hearing that again, yeah. so that we can continue to provide world class experiences. Then we'll open them later. So if you hit it later, um, we'll open it later in the year. But okay
0: give it it a try 30th right dry 30th is the the last is when it closes yeah
1: and we're putting a guarantee behind it so you'll you'll get your money back if you're not happy all
0: right all right man this is i'm 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 excited to share this with with you all uh definitely check out the the site if anything just go listen to his podcast i mean i would Mm -hmm. say listen to his podcast before you listen to this one uh but jeff i can't thank you enough man i mean you're you're an inspiration to me because it's one of those things where you know i i look at you know what you what you do and the impact that you're making and it's it's inspirational because doing what you've done moving uh overcoming adversity i mean walking into a business of billionaires and being, like hey i'm, I'm gonna hit whatever you tell me. i mean that that takes a lot of in spanish cajones, right <laughs> and that's where i would say like you're living it you're living proof of it i can't wait to see what's going to become of it and so you know hats off to you we'll kind of give you the the salute. But uh, thanks for what you do, man. Appreciate hey, our friendship. Appreciate, appreciate you it. and everything you've done. I'm stoked for everyone to kind of uh, meet you if they haven't already and see what you've been working on for the last uh, last couple of years. So any, any final words before we, uh, before we sign off?
1: <sighs> whether it's this episode, whether it's anything else you've heard from Patrick or any podcast or book you've ever read, consuming content is great, yet the greatest value will come when you put it into action. So my question for you is based on our time here today, what's the one idea that you are going to take and put into action? And what is that one thing that you can do such that by doing it, would make everything else easier or unnecessary? Put it on your calendar, protect it like the air you breathe and watch what happens.
0: All right, dude, now you gotta like take the mic out and be like, right? (laughs) <laughs> oh, i'm just kidding you no, no, no. <laughs> don't really don't <laughs> all right jeff hey man awesome to have you on thank you everyone for listening to this this podcast uh we did a video of this so if you guys want to check it out just go to our, our youtube channel uh which is uh, youtube forward slash the standard and jeff i'm gonna have you on i'm gonna you know i'll, I'll just bug you I have, I have your cell phone so i can text you and bug you into you do it on the next uh, next few months but thank you so much man really appreciate you and uh, everyone thank you so much for listening we'll talk to you next week This is the Wealth Standard Podcast, the gold standard in all things financial.